Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Our fear of being disappointed stops many of us from achieving our greatness. So Savvy Souls, I recorded this episode for you all about disappointment, how you can feel it, how you can acknowledge its okayness, how you can learn from it, and how you can maybe even be inspired by it. But when you're in the throes of disappointment, this might seem impossible and that's okay. Don't try to address it until you feel at least a tiny crack in your willingness to re-examine things in a new light because resistance won't help. But while you're still in the throes of unreadiness, just take in this one thing. If you think for a moment about your favorite sports hero or your favorite protagonist in a book or film that you love, or business or political leader, poet or storyteller, notice if they've worked through a major disappointment and notice how much more inspiring they are because they've been disappointed and worked through it. Later, when a tiny crack does open up, the best way to start is to feel your disappointment. And I mean, really feel it, which means feel it physically. So sit down, get grounded, put your feet on the floor, notice the soles of your feet on the floor. Think about the disappointing event or experience you've had and notice, does your chest feel constricted or tight? Is your throat tight? Does your gut feel a little bit painful? What are the physical sensations you're feeling anywhere in your body, the extra tension or heaviness or tightness that we often feel when we feel disappointed? So turn your attention to that physical feeling, to that emotion of disappointment and just allow it to be there. And notice that it feels unpleasant and that it's not killing you. Notice that you're still in the room, you're still sitting or lying down or standing up and notice that you're okay. Have a little chat with the disappointment and just reassure it, tell it that it's okay to be there, that you're allowing it to be there, that you're okay. Okay, after you've felt it, allowed it for however long it feels necessary to you. And that can vary from a few seconds to several minutes. The next step after you've done that is to have your own back. Yeah, you didn't get what you want. Now is not the time for self-blame. Think back. Notice that you did the best you could do in the moment, given how you felt what you were thinking, the story you were telling yourself. And ask yourself a powerful question just to redirect your mind. What did you do well? Even though you didn't get what you wanted, 
notice you did some things right. This is always true. So if you're not finding anything, go back and find them. What were those things? Bring some compassion to yourself. Think about yourself being older. If this was your kid who was growing up and did what you did, what good things would you point out to her, to him, or to them? This is where I'd really like you to spend some time and really explore. Find as many things as you can. Come back to this exercise later and do it again, and then do it again. You'll find you can develop a long list of things you did right when you open your mind up and think about it. And then the final piece is to examine what you've learned from the things that you didn't do well. The greater your disappointment, the more things you'll have learned. I think that's why at the outset of this episode, I asked you to think about your sports or entertainment or business or political or creative heroes, because if they've reached the hero stature, they'll almost for sure have overcome some major disappointments because that's what inspires us. That's what makes people heroes. That's why there's a literature literary device called the hero's journey. We don't get inspired by people who are perfect. We get inspired by people who overcome disappointment and come out the other side. We love to watch other humans fail, be disappointed, and then succeed. So notice what's not inspiring. What's not inspiring is watching someone who appears to be perfect and to have it all. I think the most uninspiring holiday card my family ever received was from a family who described first the promotion the husband had just got. And then they talked on and on and on about, quote, their new monster house. And yes, they really did use those words in their holiday card. They talked about how they just built their monster house with imported beams from Norway because, you know, Canadian trees apparently weren't good enough. And then they concluded by listing all the academic and sports awards their kids had received over the year. And I can tell you there was no inspiration for me in that letter. Plus, my spidey sense was triggered. Of course, later on, it became quite clear this family wasn't leading a perfect life. Of course they weren't because they were four humans living together. They were not achievement robots. They were four humans just like us experiencing life like the rest of us doing the best they could. So the truth is we all have disappointments. So the only thing to ask yourself is, do I want to learn from this? What do I want to learn from this? How am I better off because this happened? What will I do differently next time? How will I show up differently next time? What thoughts was I thinking that caused me to act in a way that led to this result? What different choices might I make now because of this? What worked for me that I want to repeat and what didn't work for me that I would do differently next time? I know that for me, my biggest disappointments have always led to my biggest learnings and to my greatest growth. 
So I'll share a story with you. When I was fresh out of coach training, I signed up, I applied for a selective course with a leader in my field. She was a rock star applications port in. It was the first time she was offering this training for a small and selected group of coaches. And I could not believe I'd been accepted as a newbie. I was so thrilled. My life coaching business was, as far as I was concerned, in the bag now. That's until it became clear it wasn't. I flew to Dallas for the first week of intensive training. I was going to be coached by the best coaches in the industry, but it was not to be. My niche would never work, the coach said. I could either change it or I could withdraw from the program. But I'd become a life coach to serve this niche. No one had ever told me something in my profession wouldn't work before. I was always the one who's thinking it wouldn't work and other people were telling me it would work. I withdrew and I withdrew in shame. And not only that, but with my permission, with all of our permission, our sessions had been recorded and they were used for further training that was viewed by future generations of coaches to come. So painful to watch one coach wrote to me. My disappointment lasted months. So I kept my niche and I adopted my coach's thought that my niche would never work. I didn't know what to do. I started seeking answers and this led me to experiment with a number of trainings and coaches with different styles and different wisdom and different tools and approaches and different thoughts and beliefs. And through all of this, I became my own person. I decided which tools worked for me and which ones didn't. I learned that shame, which had always been my most feared emotion, wouldn't kill me. I learned how to overcome disappointment and failure and come out the other side, something I could now teach my own clients. Because we've all been disappointed, right? I developed a more unique to me style. Most of all, I learned how to have so much compassion and love and forgiveness for myself, something I'd never been able to do before. And as a result, it's so much easier for me to have compassion and love for my clients as they go through their failures and disappointments and to relate to them from the experiences I've had. I have absolutely no doubt I'm a way better coach because of that huge and public disappointment I'd experienced. So there's truly nothing more freeing than coming out the other side of a major disappointment and feeling better for it in the end. So if you look at any area where you're feeling disappointed, ask yourself what you could learn from this experience. What could you learn right now? And then tell yourself to keep noticing in the future all the things that you keep learning as a result of this disappointment. That's something I keep doing. I keep noticing, oh my God, if that 
what seemed like such a terrible experience for me fresh out of coach training hadn't happened. I wouldn't be doing this amazing thing now. I wouldn't have learned this. And so I wouldn't have produced this result. Like so many good things would never have happened if it hadn't been for that disappointment. So savvy souls to recap, if you're faced with a disappointment, here's what you can try. First, feel your disappointment, especially feel the physical sensation in your body and allow it to be there. Next, decide to have your own back. Have so much compassion for yourself. Explore and find all the things that you did right. Make a list and congratulate yourself on those things. Thirdly, examine what you've learned so far. What will you do differently next time? How will you grow and evolve and just become better in some way because of this experience? Next, keep noticing what you are able to keep learning in the future only because of this disappointment that happened to you now. Finally, notice how the people you admire get disappointed and overcome it and how this inspires you. And then remember to be inspired by your own ability to overcome your disappointments. This will be the most freeing thing you ever do, I promise. But it might be very challenging. And if it is, you might need some help. If you do, do need some help, hop on a coaching consultation call with me and we'll walk through your issue and I'll give you some different thoughts to think about. And we can talk about whether coaching moving forward might help you overcome your disappointments and create the life you want. So Savvy Souls, I've enjoyed this episode with you. If you found it useful, if you know somebody who's going through the throes of disappointment and needs some help, please refer them to this podcast episode. Let them benefit from what I share here and help them take the next step towards learning from whatever is disappointing them. Love you guys. Look forward to seeing you next time. Join me next week. See you next time. Bye. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want. <laughs>